Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're here in Taipei, the capital of Taiwan, here for a few weeks exploring. It's our first time ever uh, to Taiwan, so super excited about checking out all the night markets, Taipei 101, and uh, maybe even taking the high-speed train down to the south. So uh, excited about it. And we're, we're documenting our trip here through our blog, social media, YouTube channel. Uh, so make sure you check out all of that at daddyblogger.com. And we're also podcasting. We're still interviewing a lot of different guests from around the world. And we're doing a series now. It's called uh, uh, you know, uh, Filipino Travelers. And we're really wanting to focus on more Asian travelers, more African travelers, more Latin American travelers. So if you fall into those categories, reach out to us. Uh, so we actually have an amazing Filipino world traveler. He's actually been, ironically enough, in this city, Taipei, Taiwan, for over 10 years uh, with his wife and kids. And uh, now he's actually back in Manila. So he's uh, repatriated back to the Philippines uh, from being an overseas Filipino worker, now back to the Philippines. And he did it primarily because of his family uh, to uh, you know, focus on the family unit. And uh, he's also an entrepreneur. He runs an amazing company called Page Jump Media. He, he recently organized an incredible expo called the Overseas Filipino Expo, which I had the chance to speak at. I spoke about my experience as an expat living in the Philippines, being married to a Filipino, what I like and what I don't like. So amazing event. And he's also an author. He has a great book called Cyberpreneur, all about being an internet marketer, digital marketer, and super excited to learn all about Raymond. Uh, so Raymond, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing over there in beautiful Manila, Philippines today? Hello, Ricky. Thank you so much for inviting me to a guest, be a guest on your channel. So good day as well to everyone who's watching. So, you're in Taipei. Uh, I hope you have a good time there. Yeah. I've been back in Manila for just about a month. Before, before moving back. So. so as they say in Taiwan, and as they say in the Philippines, uh, so we got to practice our languages while we travel as well. So Raymond, uh, why don't we get to know you a little okay. bit? Why don't you share a little bit more about yourself and your background uh, so we can know a little bit more about you? Okay, so yeah, so I'm Raymond so um, this company I founded with my wife back in 2014. Uh, she wrote a book working in Taiwan. So I'm, I was based in Taipei. I'm in the um, IT field. I was a company. And then, so when my wife wrote a book, you know, there's a company to support it, to bring it to bookstores, to sell it um, in the Philippines and elsewhere. So that's why we found it. So the company to be a 360 cross-media content studio for print, digital, as well as my wife are back in Manila to focus on the business and uh, as you said to focus on our growing family as well so yeah. two toddlers so yeah so it's really a balancing act with the business with the you know um, 
obligations as well as you know being a dad and a husband to my young family. And we'll actually be interviewing Raymond's wife as well on the show. So stay tuned for that episode. I'll have a link below so you can watch both the husband version and the wife version. They're both awesome entrepreneurs, both awesome parents, and both awesome authors. So make sure you watch and listen to both of those interviews. Raymond, to start with, I want to actually talk about your experience in Taiwan. So you're from the Philippines. You moved to Taiwan. First, I want to ask the why question. Why Taiwan? Uh, what made you actually go there as opposed to Japan or Korea or China or Singapore or Malaysia? What particularly about Taiwan attracted you here? All right. Yeah, because actually what happened was my wife and before my girlfriend and then she went to Taiwan a year in advance. And then as I was visiting, it's it's peaceful, it's laid back, and as well as you know, most of the um, major Asian tech companies. So, since I was involved in IT and I'm in the technical communication field, that's really where the action is happening. So, the story is that I followed her, her to Taiwan, and yeah, we ended up both working there and been in Taipei. Yeah, both our kids are also born in Taiwan. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I want to talk about um, your experiences, both from the good and the not so good and everything in between. Because, uh, you know, obviously, no matter where you live in the world, there'll be positive, the negative, things you like, things you don't like. So what did you like? <laughs> what were the positives? And what were also some of the challenges and difficulties and struggles? Tell us both. Positives. Well, Taiwan is a. Uh, um, it can be considered the first uh, world nation. So the infrastructure is perhaps the best in the world. Like you can travel um, any part of Taipei just using. Their then the country is also has a, um, has a has a high speed rail, so you can go from north. You don't need to have a car to go anywhere in Taiwan. And then the food is also. You may notice that the Taiwanese um, really enjoy food. So everywhere you turn, there would be restaurants, more fusion, more Western type of um, food places. So there's that and also the in the history so in taipei you get to see the old asia and then when you tra travel in country you still see you know the slow paced kind of life you see uh, beautiful the people are really um, helpful and kind in general so that's good. You know, um, expat or migrant to another country, the, you know, the challenges are really So for, at least for me, what I find, what I found difficult, you know, was to learn the language. Um, the 
really hard language to learn. So, you know, if you can really speak it, then a huge part of your social limited as well. So, yeah, th that's the bad, I think. Yeah. And, you know, as with any culture, there would be process that you have to learn and adapt to. So, but generally in our 10 years in Taiwan, it's been a very experience. So, yeah, it's just, you know, the language barrier is there. And it's harder as a foreigner, you know, to, you know, yeah, um, integ integrate and interact with the local without really knowing how to speak their language. Yes, absolutely. When I, when I was in the Philippines, I was learning Tagalog, and it's still quite uh, challenging. Uh, but but when I came here to uh, Taiwan, I started learning Mandarin, so I'm learning with a tutor online. Uh, a great company, by the way, yeah. called App. They're one of our sponsors, so check them out right back. And uh, learning uh, one on one, and it's uh, so challenging. So the pronunciation and uh, uh, like obviously the writing, like when you. Yeah. Uh, read all the writing, so uh, definitely one of the most challenging languages in the world. But the good thing I found about Taiwan is most locals they actually speak English. They speak the basic English, which I was surprised at because I've been to mainland China, and very few people speak English in mainland China. So compared to uh, you know Taipei here uh, and Taiwan, you know I'm quite impressed. Like I can go to restaurants, I can take buses, I can. Uh, checking in hotels and ask for directions and most people they're shy uh, as Asians typically are a little bit shyer but at least they're very kind and very helpful and very caring yeah. so you know I, I totally agree with you and like you said yeah. the food is incredible you know night markets everywhere and restaurants and little cafes and yeah. food alone is so so amazing so you also had your kids here. Uh, so as a fellow dad, I know it's probably quite challenging to have your kids in a foreign country, in a foreign hospital, yeah. foreign doctor. Uh, so I'm sure you had a debate uh, with your wife about whether you go back to the Philippines to deliver the kids or deliver them in Taipei. So tell us about the decision-making process. Why did you choose to have your kids in Taiwan? And how was it like in terms of the hospital and the doctors and the medical system? Because, um we both and we have our jobs and we're at the, at the time that um, when we had our you know we were not really thinking of moving back to Manila so it was just really you know um, and with my wife giving birth in Taiwan as well because we have our jobs to take care of as well. Um, healthcare, that's, that's one of our considerations because um, it's so cheap in Taiwan because there's a national health system. And, you know, as much had we decided to move back to Manila and um, have our child born um, in the hospitals here. So in Taiwan, we were able to get a doctor who speaks good English. With others, that's the challenge. Um, the nurses sometimes can't really directly communicate to us, and then all the forms are sometimes in help from a local to you know fill out our um, details and stuff like that. But yeah, generally, it's been good. To 
find a good doctor who really took good care of my wife and my kids. So of healthcare, and since we were working in Taiwan and we were covered with the uh, uh, national health We don't have to spend actually uh, as much, so that's one. And then um, they have advanced their hospital. So the moment that uh, when my wife gave birth, uh, we had a book, a baby book, and all the schedules are there, you know, for, for the backups for our babies. So it's very convenient that way, I guess. And for, for my wife, she also, two months uh, maternity leave. And me as well, as a, as a dad, I was uh, um, entitled to, I think, one leave. Yeah, we were able to get by with that. Uh, but I think the key as well was to uh, uh, visit us in Taiwan to sort of help us um, figure out how it will be because, you know, we're when we first um, had our baby. So my, my mom and my wife's mom came over to help us for, for so, yeah. Thank you for sharing uh, the, the experience. I'm sure it was uh, quite incredible. Uh, tell us about uh, citizenship uh, for your kids uh, in terms of uh, the Filipino, the Chinese, the Taiwanese. Uh, do they have access to uh, maybe a Chinese, uh, Taiwanese passport in the future? Tell us about uh, and advantages for your kids for the future, because obviously they might have some advantages. Tell us about it. So, so my kids, even though they were born in Taiwan, they're, they're not um, Taiwanese citizens. They're still Filipino, but um, I, we were able to already get our permanent residency. So, um, I mean, it's always a option for you know uh, start over again so but uh, for, for our kids um, start enroll them to a daycare uh, where they were you know able to have so I they um, so that helped us because they were, I think, for their first time, because for most of the day when we were at work, they stay at the daycare. So, you know, for a good 10 coming with Chinese teachers and local kids. So that's one part of it. But yeah, you know, at one point, when we decide, we can also take them back to Taiwan. Great to hear about the PR, the permanent residency. Uh, you know, that's a great advantage. Uh, so you've actually made the big decision as a family unit to repatriate um, to the Philippines. Tell us about that decision. Yeah. I know these big decisions and we're kind of picking it apart. Tell us about the decision. What made you do, make the decision? How has it been since you've been back in the Philippines? I think, um, again, it, it, all, all boys start for formal schooling. 
So I mentioned that uh, we enroll them in a daycare system, and you know, but uh, it's not to formal schooling for you know kindergarten and then, um, grade school. Uh, it would be very hard for us. It's completely in the classes are completely in Mandarin. We won't be able to tutor them. Them their lesson. Uh, we weren't able to learn the language, although we tried. Um, uh, survival Chinese skills, but yeah, for our kids, you know, um, it was good that they they're into formal schooling. We thought that it would be really hard for us to guide them and you know tutor them. Because in Taiwan, the school system is um, public. So uh, it's other classes. So that's our primary point of consideration. But you know, um, going into that decision, it was easy to, be able to save up, um, invest, and also put up a small business back in Manila. So very um, it's easier to reintegrate and just, you know, um, we don't know what we're going to do or where, where, where we're going to be. So, I can definitely relate to your story, Raymond, because we're from Canada. We're currently in the Philippines taking care of my wife's mom. Now we're in Taiwan. So I don't know where we're going to end up either. But uh, that's the beauty of this life and working online. Yeah. You have the flexibility and the freedom yeah. to choose where you want to go. And of course, uh, yeah. make decisions around family, what's best for your kids, what's best for their schooling, what's best for your career, and what's best for the family, extended family. Yeah. family. So there's a lot of different uh, variables and factors that influence uh, those decisions. And I'm uh, sure they're quite yeah, challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, you gotta make decisions yeah. and you know, just go with it. Whether that's good and bad with any decision, just go with it. And you guys are yeah. quite active in the Filipino entrepreneurial community. Uh, you know, you're definitely uh, leaders and uh, you're definitely very supportive. So just wanna say good job there. So tell us about, uh, what is your business now, Page of Media? Uh, you know, it's a cool name. How did you come up with the name? And what kind of services uh, do you offer under your business? Just right now, with my wife and I, um, we have um, clients. Some are busy in Taiwan, in the United States. And so we're doing our work remotely. And then we found as I've mentioned, it's uh, the idea is to provide 360 content. But we have a very strong um, retail presence in bookstores for printed books. And then we complement it with digital content as well as live brand experiences. So basically, um, we want to offer uh, for our target audiences, it's millennials or younger who, you know, are 
to figure out the world. So our brands like our um, like abroad me, hope and cyber Philippines, planning and also personal identity and um, some sort of financial management as well as self. I guess we're in the business of content as a service. For example, when we get clients, you know, very quality clients for writing, editing, or video skills, and then we also offer content as a product where we produce workshops. And lastly, um, content as a um, money making platform. Ads or from sponsorships. So I guess that's our territory. You mentioned your book as well, and we love it. You being authors on our show. I'm a fellow author. I have four books all about parenting and fatherhood and marriage and family travel. And you have this amazing book called uh, Cyberpreneur. And on our show, obviously, we focus on being a digital nomad, internet marketing, and uh, being a cyberpreneur. Being a cyberpreneur is all about internet marketing. Cyber is the digital part, and preneur is obviously uh, business. Uh, so, being uh, basically having an online business. Uh, tell us about the book. Uh, you know, uh, the process to create it, write it, and publish it. Tell us about that uh, journey. So, yeah, so this book is a creation. We are some of the leading business, uh, online business entrepreneurs in the Philippines, as well as entrepreneurs. Um, 20 plus chapters, each written by a expert on the topic and then so this was the finalist of the national of the philippines so we're so proud of this book and um we tackle you know uh, how to earn money just by being online so um, there are some chapters on how to plan your business or how to get projects how to produce content, as well as you know, how to um, set up your online shop. Well, topics or chapters for how to legally set up your business in the Philippines, how to maintain your and um, even how to deal with cybersecurity threats. So it's a co comprehensive book, but we shorter so that our you know millennial audiences would find it easy to read exercises and you know examples in the book for how you can get started Definitely a great book. I had a chance to uh, read it over uh, because I got, grabbed a copy of the expo you put on. Uh, Raymond, uh, tell us uh, some tips. Uh, you know, obviously there are a lot of uh, people who want to work overseas. They want to get into, into marketing. They want to be digital nomads, travel the world, uh, but they just don't know where to start. They think it's too expensive. Uh, they don't have any experience with internet marketing or making money online. Uh, so what would you recommend, because you've done this for, uh, you know, several years now, what advice would you give, what tips, any suggestions? So I guess my quick advice is to 
um, your key skills, your interests, as well as the types of services or products in to a particular. So, you know, like in my case, um, I have been a writer and I've been in the in the of work that I get are targeted to, to technology-oriented companies. So it's more technical, you know, more tutorial type. So I guess, you know, just find where you're good at and then um, zoom in on a very niche and also, you know, strengthen your portfolio and um, uh, so, uh, being a cyberpreneur or a digital nomad, it, it just means um, doing business um, internet connection. So you don't have to be tied up to a particular place. You can, you know, work at a cafe in your own room, you know, wherever you're traveling at the moment. So um, whether you're focused on providing a service or you're developing a product app or a web service, you just have to find a niche, you know, some research, some market testing, as well as um, finding your early customers and you know, your, your initial portfolio. Great, 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 great practical suggestions. Uh, figure out your passions and interests, figure out your skills, do your market research, figure out who your customer is, and then uh, obviously serve them, figure out your price point, and uh, get started. You know, uh, definitely uh, great yeah. advice there. You definitely need to get started and then, uh, you know, uh, improve as you go. You're going to make a lot of mistakes, and that's all part of the journey. That's all part of the entrepreneur journey. Unfortunately, it's not always um, up. There's uh, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Yeah. It won't stop. It won't stop. So, in conclusion, Raymond, I'm kind of, I'm curious to know about your future. So, you're in Manila, and I know it's a hard question, but where do you see yourselves in terms of your life, family, business, and travels? Tell us a little bit about what does the future hold for your family. I think um, owning a business gives you the flexibility you love in terms of work but as well as giving you the flexibility to on how you spend your time. Our priorities are constantly changing, but you know, there, I think it's also important to not always just, you know, that you forget the other aspects of your life. So I guess, um, you know, that, that's the greatest benefit and advantage of it's not always at the high point where you know you have all the best paying clients where you can you know um, build on your investment funds but um you know um i think it's give take charge and take control of how you spend your day and yeah for so can still be considered a startup. So we're going on to our fifth year next year, but 
business. Um, also, is uh, um, can I say flexible because service less than time. So it's easy for us to scale. For example, when we need more manpower, um, well and good. But you know, we also have our steady clients that puts in you know the, the food on the table and the earnings. So you know. It's my advice is to also find find the balance. If you're a starting cyberpreneur, when you jump in, you also you're, you're, you're also you also have a fallback. You know, you have funds as well to drop daily expenses. But at the same time, as your business grows, as you get um, quality paying clients, as you expand. And, you know, it will balance out in the end. So yeah, that that's I think that's our focus right now is to expand uh, and you know um, get more engagement for grown at Patreon. Awesome idea! I look forward to the journey ahead. Uh, thanks for those great insights into uh, all these topics we covered, everything from living in Taiwan, uh, you know, having your business, writing a book, uh, tips for people to become internet marketers, digital nomads, and a little bit about your vision for the future. So if people want to connect uh, to your business, to your book, ask you some advice or follow-up questions, what's your website, social media, how can they connect? Yeah, so our web website is uh, pagejumpmedia.com and in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social networks. So, uh, yeah, so just message us or send about what we do at Pagejump. Perfect, perfect. Uh, nice and easy. Page Jump Media. I'll have those links below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to iTunes, they'll be right in the show notes. Page Jump Media. Uh, so, Raymond, uh, only one final thing to say, and that is thank you. Salamat and Sheshe. So, thanks everyone for tuning Are you asking? Yeah, thanks uh, for tuning in. Uh, apologies, I know we had a little bit of a Wi-Fi issue, but hey, life is a digital nomad means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. But uh, I'm glad to have Raymond here on the show. Uh, make sure you connect with Raymond on his side. Make sure you connect with us with daddyblogger.com, digitalnomadmastery.com. And we look forward to uh, connecting with all of our audience here. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and on iTunes. And we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. Happy travels.